Anchor. You can just submit things on there now. So they can go to Anchor and submit stuff to us? They can submit stuff to us, and we can respond to it. Uh, and it's free. It costs nothing, which is pretty sick. Uh, because before, we were just dumping money into a site that would, you know, hold it ransom. I literally had to pay a different site. I had to pay to get in to download our stuff to put it on Anchor. Really? Yeah, I had to pay uh, like $15 because I let it expire to just get our stuff off and put it up on Anchor. And Anchor will never do that. So, all right. Yeah, we just get it all the time. Do you, do you have the app on there? Can we respond through the app? Yeah, you can download the app. You can respond to the things through there. You can edit your podcast through there. You can like you can record it so you can take it to your friend's house and just record it through your phone and post huh. it instantly. And and anyone that eventually chooses to contact us can contact us through there too. So that's Yeah, you can contact us through there. I like that you can uh it, you just put it on there and it puts it on like Spotify and iTunes and Google for you. I don't know. It's made it a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah. We were, how many hours a week were you putting into like making sure everything got published before? Do you, do you remember? Um, I mean, not a lot of time, but enough time that it's, you know, it's nice having anchor because it's just easier. Okay. See, and this is a switch that I was told about last time, but I, I didn't know that uh, we could communicate with an actual fan base through it. I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and there's advertisements. Yeah. Don't forget about that. You don't even have to have any listeners. So. Yeah. Um, Three, two, one, and we're live. Hello, guys. <clears throat> Sorry we're a little bit late this week, but we are setting up the uh we were setting up the studio yesterday so now we are uh rocking and rolling yep um dude i don't i don't know what to talk about like i know we got all this shit done yeah i mean i tried to burn down my house with the table but yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) we're drilling holes in the table and just smokes billowing out and there's like burn holes in the hole i can see it (laughs) But you know what? It's done. Yeah, it's it's done. We're we're basically, I'd say, eighty percent of the way done. We basically have like a Howard Stern studio now. Not that nice. Not that nice, but it does the same fucking job. And, and today is brought to you by not sponsored, but Booker's Bourbon. What one is it? Booker's. Booker's small batch. Booker's small batch. That's a good. It's a good one. It's got a nice little spice to it. I enjoy it. So, yeah. Dude, I'm so glad the moving's done, though. Yeah? Jesus Christ, I hate moving. It's my least favorite thing. Yeah, and you don't even have a lot to move. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot at all. But it's the fact of having a small sedan and having to move, too. Yeah. Um, well, are you going to keep that dresser or no? Probably not. No. I mean, I'm. Th- I think about it. I'm like, shit, man. I could just buy another one when I move out. Yeah. And it's like, where am I going to store it? I have enough storage for clothes in there, anyways. So. Yeah. So once you move out, um, are we leaving the studio in here? Yes. Yeah. So yep. you'll be commuting here then. Yes. So hopefully, I'll get another computer by then that we can put in here, and then I'll just take that one with me to do my podcast. But yeah, I plan on 
having your place as long as you're good with it be cheap shot discussions uh headquarters i'm fine with it and i think it makes it a little easier that way yeah the only thing we need is a urinal in the corner and we'd be set up we're dude. just right there <laughs> <laughs> just or a toilet you know for the female guests yeah if they're not bashful about peeing in front of other people yeah we'll give you a curtain that you can put over you <laughs> You know, not even like it's, it won't even slide. You just put it over you. It's just a bed sheet, really. Yep. Like the what's up with the ghost in the corner? Oh, that's just a person taking a shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So this last week, let's see. Um, I don't know if I talked about my mom breaking her leg before. You did. You did. You you know what you didn't talk about though is uh. This guy on the highway that wanted you to pull over. Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, so, apparently, I wasn't driving to another individual's standards. Um, and this dude, like, honked at me. And he was he pulled up alongside of me, driving super aggressively, honking, yelling at me. It looked like he wanted me to pull over. I just kind of showed him my side piece. Yeah. And... Uh, he left me alone. So, I mean, everyone wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit, I it's guess. It's true. It's true. Um, I I know I could get in trouble for, like, quote-unquote brandishing a weapon, but um, it diffused the situation. Yeah, so. especially with people that can't handle the anger on the road. If yeah. you would have pulled over, he would have resorted to some sort of violent He would have probably charged my car. Probably hit your car and all that kind of stuff, so... Hey, you didn't shoot him, so. Yeah, well, and speaking of another thing that happened on the road, I was on my way up to my dad's house today, and, dude, this car literally, like, cut me off. Yeah? With, like, centimeters to spare in between my front bumper and their rear bumper. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I had to hit my brakes. I've never squealed tires on the freeway, and I did it today. It was fucking terrifying. Um. Just leave 10 minutes earlier, these people. These people that drive like fucking assholes is because they're late to somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't even know, dude. Like, his buddy was in the car with him. Like, if I, w if I were in a friend's car and they were driving like that, I'd be, like, kind of upset because that means that they don't value my life. Right. Like, uh, my idea is I will, if I know I fucked up on the road, I'll try to, like, wave and be like, I'm sorry. And it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Go fucking figure. If you take your time on the road and pay attention, you don't cause accidents. Very true. But on the occasion that I do, I, I'm sure to like wave and say sorry. It happens. Yeah. Um, Some more than others. So, let's see. I'm trying to think about what else we can do in here. I want to get that Keanu Reeves picture put up. I'm going to get the Keanu Reeves, get a little mini fridge. Um. I actually quite like this setup. I mean, with the the keyboard and the, the keyboard mouse. and mouse and a bigger thing, so yeah, we can just peruse shit. I need a taller chair. Yeah, I feel like my ass is dragging against the ground. You right could probably now. pull it up and pull the mic out. I mean, now we have the now it's not going to fall off the fucking thing. That's true. I can kind of like s sit back a little bit. Yeah, be a little more malleable as far as. Uh, yeah, because we don't have to worry about our clips falling apart, douches. I know. I'm, that make, that makes me happy more than anything. That, honestly, uh, so our mics, 
and mic stands are made by a company called Neewer. Yep. They're clips to like clamp onto the edge of a table. Ass garbage. Garbage. I bet you they would have worked well on this one, but with that uh plastic this plastic table. I wasn't willing to risk it, dude. That's why I drilled the holes. You know, yeah, like, and that's better anyways because now we have a lot of mobility with them. Exactly, and now we have four spots. Hell, you could even sit six people on this thing if we, if we really wanted to. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to figure out the mic situation though. You get like a uh, Uzi. Liz just got home with the dog. Okay. So I guess he wants out to say hi to the dog. All right, now. go out there. Bye, buddy. Cool. Have a good time. Hopefully that keeps him occupied for about 10 minutes. Yeah, we were trying to start this up, and he's just at the door screaming. Yep, that's him. Because we were out of eyesight, so. Yeah, that's the problem I had when I got him. I was unemployed, so I got to spend six months with him nonstop. And after now he's a little bitch. Yeah, I went back to work, and Jesus Christ, I leave the room for two seconds. I had to get a piss test done one time. Brought the dog in there. I'm like, can you hold him while I go in there? They're like, yeah, we can hold him. I leave, and I just hear, <coughs> fucking freaking out. What was he howling about earlier that you sent me that recording of? It's a video. It's a video I found on YouTube. It's like, make your dog head tilt guaranteed. I was like, oh, let's try it. And it's literally just a guy whistling, and it has some like reverb on it. And he just like looks around for a minute, freaks out, and then I'll just, Ooh. <laughs> Awesome. It's hilarious. Awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, Liz is pretty excited about having Uzi around. She likes him. He's a good dog. He's a he's a happy dog. Like no one's beating the shit out of him yet, so he's trusts everybody. Yeah. So like Liz really wanted Hunter. Yeah. Um, when he was our neighbor's dog, mm -hmm. but I think the reality of having a giant dog is completely different. And oh yeah. She still loves him, but I don't think it's like what she wants out of the dog. Right. And that's the nice thing about Uzi. He's like compact into a smaller version, but the energy is just too much for the body to handle. Yep. And Hunter's it's dispersed in this huge body. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I don't know, dude. I love Hunter. I love him, dude. He's just so chill. I like that about him too. Um, he like if you're not like coming in with anybody new he's just kind of like hanging out sitting on the couch like a person it's funny when i moved in like it's like they could tell like he knew yeah he was like oh my god yeah and my dog knew as well he's like holy shit i get to stay here with these these dogs yeah and uh but like hunter he gets like super excited for like five to ten minutes and then he just chills out yeah not uzi nope uzi's Freaking turbo, 120% all the time. Once he acclimates a little bit, it'll be better. He He's normally actually really, really calm um, when he's around people that's, that, you know, he knows. That's good. He doesn't bark. He's not a loud dog. This this whining is about as much as he does. Okay. Yeah, so um, that's good because my neighbors don't like yappy dogs. Yeah, he's definitely not that. Unless you instigate him. Like, if you start, like... Well, that's just playing, though. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, he's not a barker. Fuck, I mean, during 4th of July, fireworks are going off. He didn't even twitch. He's just sitting by my side, like, this is cool. 
Nice. Gunshots outside the house. That's fine. <laughs> That's the keys. You got to train them young to get used to that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like my dogs don't care about fireworks either. Um, haven't seen them care about it anyway. Yeah. Um, That's nice. Some dogs are like lose their shit. Right. And run. I guess the most runaway animals is on the 4th of July. Like the most reported. That, that makes sense. Yeah. You get a little, get the shit scared out of you. You start running, and before you know it, you don't know where you're at anymore. <laughs> now, honestly, that's how dogs are, though. Like, they have no idea. Um, Do you think they have some sort of sense, like GPS type thing? Like, they run away, they like have an idea of where to go. Um, to an extent, I think once they get out of like that two block radius, though. It's too much for them. Too many distractions. Well, there's like tons of new smells. Yeah. Recognize like Hunter. Every time we walk him, we'll be like, we, it doesn't matter where we're at. We get within like half a block of the house and he knows that we're within a half block of the house. Yeah. That's interesting. I've heard that. I've heard dogs can sense when you're coming home. I don't know if it's just really high hearing or like clock cycle like oh it's about this time but yeah they're really good at that yeah um i think it's a combination of both like they get used to the way your car sounds when it pulls up yeah so then they like and then you come home about the same time every day and they're like okay i think you're coming through a little quiet well that's because i'm looking away from the mic um yeah so i'll i'll sit up like a dick uh okay there we go um yeah guys uh i i really do think that they uh kind of pay attention to the time thing as well uh that computer does put off a lot of heat my house is like being cooled down right now actively by two different methods and this room's like warm ish yeah the, it, it puts off. it's a powerhouse i mean any powerhouse pc puts off a shit ton of heat um, let's see. So I, I was talking about my mom with her leg. Sorry. Yep. I'm trying to like dig for material. Uh, but she got out of the hospital. She's doing fine. Called me up to help her out with something. And I was like, sure. You know, here's the thing, guys. Like my mom is super duper manipulative, like beyond belief. Um, she, I'm sure like after the pain subsided, like once they fixed her leg, yeah, her immediate thought process was how can I use this to my advantage to get people to do as much as possible for me? Really? Yeah. Where I'm the complete opposite. I'd be like, what can I do for myself and how much can I keep people from doing for me? Like, it's it's just crazy. She's the most codependent, like, manipulative person I've ever seen in my life. You know what's interesting is that's actually a trait of somebody with actually a really high IQ, but they don't have any conscious sense that they're doing it. No, she doesn't. She has no idea. Yeah, it's and then, like, she they wonder, like, why is this person treating me this? They truly have no idea. I watched this movie called The Informant with Matt Damon. And he plays this really intelligent guy who lies all the time. He's like lies constantly. Yeah. And he believes his own lies. 
and uh, everyone around him sees through it, but he keeps like. He keeps doing it. Yeah, he keeps lying. That, he keeps that's lying. My mom, one hundred percent. Goes to prison for seven years at at his plea deal. He's still fucking lying about it, like. Yeah, that that honestly, that's her one hundred percent. Like, it's it's just incredible. Like, because I I grew up with her. Obviously, she's my mom. Yeah. But like, the way she recounts. My childhood and the way I remember it, granted there's two sides to every story, but just completely different. Well, just completely different, opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, She, like, remembers these happy-go-lucky times, and I remember a rage-filled monster. Like, and a lot of people might think that about their 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 parents like especially when they were like teenagers or whatever like thinking back on those times but then you realize you were a teenager and kind of a dick yeah but no that's not my case dude like everyone i've talked to uh, and i tell them like yeah if i didn't fold my clothes right my mom would like destroy parts of my room yeah like like break furniture and shit yeah your mom sounds very similar to like My mom was very self dep like not self deprecating, but deprecating towards me. So like when her friends would come over, she'd just talk mad shit. But then when she got really mad, she'd just lose it and start punching stuff and like Like yeah, I remember there was like one time, um I I don't even remember what the cause was, but she started throwing pots and pans and plates out of the cupboard. Yeah. Like And the crazy thing is not neither of our moms are Italian. Yeah, like it's yeah. just they just do it. Legitimately, <laughs> my my mom's Scandinavian. Mostly. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, but even then, it's just like she doesn't remember. Like she remembers being like that, but she like has a fucking valid reason for it. And so I'm like 31 now. My mom was acting this way when she was my current age. Really? So I was like 12 whatever like i'm about half the age of my mom maybe a little more than half the age of my mom she had us pretty young but i cannot imagine myself acting this way as an adult yeah like right i can't yeah and um what was her parents like uh alcoholic okay um probably distant i don't know she's also got like we've definitely like my wife's a psychologist and she's like your mom has borderline personality disorder like without question your mom has this condition yeah and i guess with that condition it's like it's a love-hate relationship they either love you or they hate you there's no fucking middle ground interesting so um about i want to say about 13 maybe 14 years ago some falling out happened between my mom and her parents and she's hated them and hasn't spoken to them since. Wow. Her dad died. My grandfather died and, um, she didn't go to the funeral. I didn't learn about it. I was on deployment. Um, my cousin tried to email me, but I didn't have access to my own emails. Um, my mom wrote me letters and shit. My mom knew that he was dying Never heard about it. Wow. Didn't didn't know that my grandfather had died. At wow. All. Not for years. Hmm. Like, because 
the like perceived hatred between like my aunt and my cousin and my side of the family was so strong on their side because they're like well tanya like clearly cut us out and doesn't want anything to do with us so like i didn't even find out anything for a long time so yeah it, it it's really a bummer dude like i look back and see how much her own personality and character flaws and character in general um affected my life yeah like in in different ways that but it's made you conscious about it at least oh yeah very conscious like same with me like i could i i could have been the person that like oh you pissed me off fuck it dude you're dead to me yeah and i'm not i mean i'm not quite that way if i'll I'll give people a few chances if they keep like fucking up then i'm done with them but right my mom it's like one and done dude like yeah oh you pissed me off i've known you for 20 years i don't give a shit really you're not my friend anymore my mom's the type that'll make friends with everyone but then talk gossip behind people's backs my mom does that too and and it's it's crazy dude i just don't i don't fucking get it man like like she'll and she'll go through friends like she has like these friends that are like oh this is my best friend in the world and then like one small argument happens or this happens or that happens and you never get the other side of the argument because my mom has completely cut that person out yeah yep and you don't like i don't know how to get a hold of these people yeah and it's like you know like right there yeah there are situations like my mom have cut people off and they follow her and like flip her off or whatever and then she gets all pissed and then but it's like my perception is like, well, you did, you did do something wrong. Yeah. And I can't be like yelling at this guy knowing, you know, and it's my mom. So it's a weird position to get put into. Yeah. And that's the position I'm in with my mom and my wife right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a hard thing. My, my mom's essentially homeless. Um, she hasn't worked in years. Uh, not because she doesn't have the ability to, because she chooses not to. Um, uh, she says she's trying to get a real estate license, and she's passed a few tests on That's her way good. to that. But it's it's taking her a little bit longer. I shouldn't say a little bit. It's taking her quite a bit longer than it takes most people. Yeah. Um, as long as she keeps working at it, though, <laughs> hopefully she'll find some sort of peace in it. I, and I agree, but uh, that's that's the thing is like it's a burden in the process. Like. So she she's not financially stable on her own. She just went through a divorce. It's still going on, actually. It's been a year since the initial like like announcement of "I want a divorce" took place, and it's still going on. Um, still tied up in the courts because of whatever reason. If you ask my mom one like why, she'll tell you one thing. But I'm sure if you go and talk to John, he'll tell you another. And yeah. Um. Honestly, I'd probably side with John's side a little more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just like she's not financially stable. She doesn't – like she has the – she has skills where she could get a job to support herself while she finishes up this real estate thing, but she's choosing not to. Right. Um, and it's just uh, like 
she wants to move in with my wife and I. My wife finally saw my mom's true colors in all of this. Yeah. Like, my wife was could not understand why I did not really get along with or like my mom right. that much. Yeah. She's like, well, if you don't like her, why do you help her out so much? It's like, because it's my fucking mom. But, um... <clears throat> my wife finally saw my mom's true colors and was like, I don't want her under this roof. Yeah. Like it's scary. All. It's like mania. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want her here. Not mania. Ma- uh, manic. Yeah. It, it's just, it's nuts. And she's like, once my mom's true colors came out and she saw the person that I really grew up with, it was like, we can't have her in our house. Yeah. And my, my mom is like begging, begging to come stay with us at this point because she's burned almost all of her bridges. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I picked my wife. She's the one out of everyone on this planet that I looked at and said, I want to spend my life with you. Right. You know, I don't have that choice with family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. So. It's it just puts me in a hard position because I feel an obligation to like help her out, but at the same time it's like piss off. Yeah, I get dude. you. And, and it sounds so bad, but no, I get you. My mom, my mom came up rough. She had so my grandpa served in the Marine Corps in E four. He was in a sniper division. He did not like talking about the war. Obviously, non non Marines don't typically like that shit. Rightfully so. Uh, but she grew up. She like. Her step stepmom had two two kids of her own and brought them into the the relationship, married her dad, and then that was like basically Cinderella's freaking evil stepmom or whatever the oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. So so she she had to like sleep in the basement when she turned eighteen. They're like, get the fuck out. We don't want you here anymore. Really. Yeah. So I mean, she was raised by this marine figure who was a hard ass. I mean, he he was not like a nice person when he, when he was younger. So I got a lot of the raising of just whatever she learned and it was just fucking chaos. I learned how to clean very well. I'll tell you that much. I learned how to clean fucking really good. That's, that's a solid job skill to have. No matter Mm -hmm. where you're at, you can at least be a janitor. Exactly. Exactly. I have a fallback if this podcast doesn't work. Like, uh, we used to make jokes about that all the time in uh, basic training or like fucking the military in general. It's just like, well, you know, at least I've got fucking house cleaning skills. Right. You know, like, if all else fails, I can work at the Hilton making beds. <laughs> and it's not, at least the military now, like, you're, you get exit training to, like, yeah, be a part give, of society. Yeah, they give you a little bit of a foothold. And know? back in Nam, it's probably just like, well, the war's over. Thanks for your time. See ya. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was weird because my grandpa changed after I was born. So, like, the grandkids softened, softened him up, I guess. That happens quite a bit, from yeah. what I understand. Like, yeah, it makes sense. You pretty like, much like having kids without the responsibility. Yeah, that's exactly how my dad describes it. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, that's why he hates having um, my sister. Well, he doesn't hate it. Like, my sister is in, she's in a rough place, and she's got her and her kids are staying at my dad's house. But she's like, Almost to the point where she can move out and get their own own spot again. Yeah. Um, that's a, another story, another divorce that, like, was 
actually fucked up, more fucked up than the one I just told you about. Yeah. Uh, but my my dad doesn't like having his kids with their kids living with him because he can't be a grandparent. He's like, I still have to like make sure they follow the rules. And he's like, enforcer. Yeah. He's like, the greatest thing about being a grandparent is like you have the grandkids come over and you let them do whatever the fuck they want. You load them up on candy and caffeine and you send them home. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And like, I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of a dick move. Right. That's how my grandpa was. He's like, here's like, my mom's like, do not give him caffeine. No caffeine. He's like, here's a surge. (laughs) Take it. Here's a soda that's going to go off the market in two years because it causes heart arrhythmias. God, that was a good soda though. I love that stuff. You know, what's hilarious to me is so they removed that and now we just have energy drinks everywhere and it was basically the same thing that have 400 milligrams of caffeine in them yeah like that's crazy and we drink like me and you used to drink you used to drink more than me but i drink like three a night and that's damn near a gram of caffeine yeah well you know i i guess i just became immune to it yeah i mean yeah the tolerance uh Yeah, dude, like, I, I kind of miss working at the power plant, actually, from time to time. I do just for the bullshit, stupid stuff that would happen all the time. Yeah. Like, I truly kind of miss Kyle Reck a little bit. Yeah. He reminds me of Rodney Dangerfield a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, he just said, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle. You just meet characters. Yeah, you do. All the time, constantly. Yeah. You meet some cool people, and then you meet some, like, way out there people. Yeah, like I remember one time I was supposed to come into work and Kyle called me about an hour and a half before my shift and he's like, dude, when you come here, call us and let us know. I'm going to come out and meet you at your car. And I'm like, why? What's the problem? It's like, there's been a person standing in front of the office building for two hours straight and they haven't moved at all. <laughs> and it's like, at all? He's like, no, it's like, there's like, it's like somebody walked up and put a statue there. Oh my God. And left it. And so, yeah, I mean, like, turns out this lady, um, she was foreign. By the way, this was taking place in, like, the middle of fucking January. It was, like, negative 13 outside. Yeah. Um, but the, this lady's foreign, and she called somebody to give her a ride, having no idea how far away that person lived. Mm-hmm person lived like three hours away or some shit or like was at work or something i can't remember but like she was just standing out there basically suffering in silence waiting for a ride yeah and no one goes out and asks no no one yeah like it was just immediate like kyle was just like dude there's this weird fucking person outside man like did you talk to them no (laughs) we just saw him on the cameras and called the 911 yeah yeah, we forwarded our phones to 911 and hoped for the best. I do miss that place. If it wasn't for the management, I'd probably still be there, to be honest with you. Thank you, Steve, Silva, and Matt. Yeah, I liked Devin, both of their superiors. Devin liked me, I felt like. Uh, but, yeah, those two, the dream team. Yeah. But I miss, like, I don't know if you feel this way, too. I liked having that job that was laid back. You had time to do shit, but then shit hit the fan. And I kind of like that when it, like, escalates and you're like oh shit let's I go i actually have to do something 
instead of like just grinding through the same motions every day that it's it's like the sense of like not knowing it's like going out like oh there's a fucking guy under the bridge i don't know what he's doing and you go out there and you're like oh fuck yeah here we go yeah the the one of my funnest times was uh god ben dude fucking ben hmm so we're sitting there Ben, I'm sorry if this gets you fired. I don't think anyone listens to us, so I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh, Ben's sleeping in the corner. As, so much as per per norm. I ratted on him so many times. Really? Yeah, I'm like, hey, if he's sleeping, I want to get his pay too, because I'm the only one awake. Dude, I didn't give a fuck, man. Like, you know, Ben would be sleeping in the corner. I'd be jacking it in the other corner. It's all good. I, I didn't care. It's all it- friendly. You know? I didn't care until my... You remember the biometric badges? Yeah. So in the winter, it wouldn't work for me. So th- And this was during the time of Black Lives Matter. This was at the height of it. And I was going inside, and I was trying to scan in, and there was this guy coming up behind me. He's like, you motherfucker. Motherfucker, I'm going to come up and slit your fucking throat. Get the fuck over here. You think you're, you think you're hot shit? And I'm sitting there like trying to badge in, like just ignore him. Like, just go inside. Just go inside. Don't do anything. Going and and I'm like trying to call Ben sleeping inside. Yeah, that would upset me. So that's that was the final because dr- I would be pretty accommodating. Like, oh, he's tired. I get it. He has kids. Whatever. But yeah, my my story is uh, like so. I'm sitting there. I'm like hanging out, watching the cameras. I guess like kind of trying to keep myself awake. Yeah, Ben's. Saw on logs in the corner. Yeah. Uh, and there was this fucking heat signature out in the boneyard, just like walking around. And we're like, what the? I was like, what the fuck is that? And I wake him up. And I was like, I'm going to go out there and check on this. And so, like, Ben goes from like saw on logs to like somebody shot him up with methamphetamine. Like, yeah, he gets up. He gets, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh my God, dude. Like, this is so exciting. Uh, yeah. And, like, I'm just going out there expecting to talk to some homeless dude and be like, dude, you're trespassing. Just jump the fence and go on your way. Walk around the property, please. You know? Anyway, I drive out there. Guy ducks into some bushes. Yeah. He, like, disappears off the thermal. And Ben's like, like, I'm like, I don't see him out here. And I'm on the phone with Ben the whole time. He's like, yeah, he just ducked down. I can't see where he went. And so I, like, make a couple of passes and I drive out of the yard the second the truck leaves the yard, Ben's like, dude, he stood back up. He's walking around again. I flip back around. Like, and this went on for like. This was the cop one. Yeah, yeah the cop showed yeah, up. Yeah. This In the on, bushes. Yeah. Yeah. This went on for 30 minutes, dude. Like me getting to the gate to leave the boneyard. Gate nine. Is yeah, that what it was? Or something like that. Like getting to the gate and then this dude would pop up and start walking around again. And I'd flip around and drive back. So. I was like, dude, just call the cops. My phone's, like, losing battery. Just call the cops. Tell them where I'm at. Like, I'll just sit out here in the truck and keep him pinned down, basically. Because he's, like, not moving when I'm in the car out here. And so I, like, pull into the boneyard uh, to the last approximate location of where this guy was seen. And I just, like, stop. And I'm sitting there. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Yep. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And <laughs> Ben calls the cops. The cops um, come out. And uh, I'm like, where the fuck are the cops? Yeah. 
and there's a neighborhood across the bridge and I see flashing lights over there. I was like, oh, something's going on in the neighborhood. Maybe that's more important. No, Ben told them the wrong way to get to the property. Christ. So these cops pull into this neighborhood and then they have to get out of their cars, walk across the railroad tracks, jump a fucking fence to get to me. The second they jump the fence, I get out of the car and start talking to them. And one of them immediately gun out. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. I was like, where the fuck is he? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) And, uh, turns out the dude was like walking around with a bunch of shit to break into cars. Oh Christ. Yeah. But anyway, like, and we were not armed by the way. Yeah. We're unarmed security on the most dangerous street in Salt Lake. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, like that's beside the point. The point is Ben, I love you to death, man. I love your autism and everything. Um, But the fact that he gave them the wrong way to get to where I was at, and I was just sitting there, honestly, for an hour. And this this man, although trying to break into vehicles, was sitting there hiding in a bush. I mean, again, middle of of winter. (laughs) Dead of fucking winter, dude. There's snow on the ground. I don't know how cold it was, but it was fucking cold. It was cold enough for me not to, like, want to get out and look around on foot. Um, The cops showed up wearing fucking thermals. Yeah. This dude, hiding in a bush, dude, completely still for an hour and a half. Jesus (laughs) Christ. gets arrested, just sitting there freezing his ass off. (laughs) And I come back in, and Ben's like, Dude, for a second there, we must have felt like the eye of God to that guy. And I was like, that's what you took from all this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good times. I miss that fucking place sometimes. I, I do too. I really do. Um, it, it, I miss the people. And is it I more miss- close to the like military environment? Like just the bullshitting? Uh, kind of. It honestly, there was two things that about working there that I really enjoyed. I got to um, work on homework. Yeah. Mark Tracy was working with me. Yeah, Mark Tracy. That reminds me of a story. Keep going. Um, when he was working with me, I got to work on homework, and uh, you know, like, cause he was all about like supporting me and getting an education and stuff. He's like, I've got my degrees, man. You, you do you. And so he would like watch the cameras like, yeah, like hardcore. And it's like he'd just tell me, "Hey, man, I need to take a break." And he'd go off for like do a patrol for like fifteen, thirty minutes. And I would I would watch the cameras. Then he'd come back. I'd do my homework some more, study some more. Um, honestly, like I really miss being able to do that. I probably the best grades I've ever gotten in school. Yeah, because you just have you don't have to focus on an eight hour doing something yeah it's just homework yeah and like it's there's two of you there it's like okay one of us has to go and like drive around the lot for a half hour the other one takes over and watches the cameras yep it's like just this tag team effort so i really miss that but i do miss some kind of like just uh working with you bsing with you i like ben don't miss working with Ben. Yeah, neither do I. Dude, like, so I come back. I'm pretty much fresh out of the military at this point in right. the game. Like, I came back. I worked in construction for the summer, got back into school, 
and took a job where I could study. Yep. And so I'm sitting there working and Ben's watching these fucking uh, Battlefield 1 videos of like guns shooting over and over again. Reloading animations. Yeah, like, and I'm over here having been in combat and just like fresh out of the military by a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wish Ben like, he dude, he could have been so much more. He, he went three and a half years into a engineering degree and dropped out. Yeah, I know. And yeah. I'm like talking to him like he wants to go back into software development. I'm like, dude, do it. You'd be great at it. You see all these flaws in video games. Like, go do that. And he's like, yeah, well, maybe, blah, blah, blah. He's he's too comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's like. That, he has three kids now. That, and that, that kills a lot of people um, in their career path, dude, is becoming comfortable. Comfortability breeds complacency, and then that just breeds death, dude. Like, you just stop moving. Yeah. You know, like, like if... I think you're the same way as me, though. Like, before you get complacent, you'll just get more boisterous about how you feel. Because that's what I'll do. I'll just start laying it like, this is how I feel. And if I get fired, fuck it. Yeah, I I learned my lesson with that one. (laughs) Apparently, um, the civilian community doesn't take to dark humor as well as the military community does. Well, so speaking of Mark Tracy, though, when he first got there... He is a good guy, but when he first got there, I worked with this guy named Nick Kendall, and I, I remember him. I like tormenting people. It's so much fun to watch them just like I. So I told him, I'm like, "Hey, man, I think Mark Tracy's undercover boss, so be careful." And I started that whole, th- and I guess it grew into a big fucking thing, and everyone was talking about it. And then Mark found out about it, and it pissed him off. He was so pissed off. It was a joke. It was such a lighthearted joke, though, when I gave it to Nick. I was just like messing with him and it grew to this big fucking thing where everyone thought he was undercover. Do you know who that was thanks to? Who? Kyle Wreck. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Because Kendall worked with Wreck too. And Kendall's like, hey, Kyle, I think this is what's going on with the new guy. And Kyle, you know, he's got nothing but 12 hours (laughs) to hold his dick and sit there and spin stories in his head. Yeah. Uh, Me and Kyle used to sit and and show each other porn stars that we preferred. Yeah. He's like, he's like, this is my favorite, man. I like him a little bit heavy because I like a workout, Brid- man. Bridget the midget, man, all the way. <laughs> Bridget the midget. Um, Fucking Kyle. But yeah, they, they spread that rumor real good. You, you know what? That kind of surprises me about Kyle because he's like so steadfastly dedicated to the church. Oh, at dude. At the same time. Dude, he's like, he, he pulled me aside. He's like, you ever had a girl put a finger up your butt? I was like, no. He's like, trust me, man. Trust me. You got to get that done. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I promise you, man. I promise. I he's I think he's younger than me, isn't he? He was, uh, when I worked there, he was 26. Oh, yeah. He's totally younger than yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. His wife's in his four, her 40s. Yeah, because I, I, um, when I got out of the military, I was 27. Okay, so yeah, you're you got a few years on him. Yeah, um, which is crazy because he has like he married into this this lady who's forty and she had five kids or something. And you know what's hilarious about that to me? He's one of them. No, no. Uh, first of all, those kids are having kids now, so he's a fucking grandpa. Yeah, he is a grandpa actually, like legit. And, and second of all, 
the finger up the butt thing probably came from him marrying a 40-year-old woman because she doesn't give a shit anymore. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Just like... But hell, if I want to <laughs> hang out with somebody who just makes me feel young, I go hang out with Kyle. He he yeah. still does some dumb shit, but it's so funny to be around because it's it, like it's like watching a thirteen year old's brain work in slow motion. Yeah, I fucking love that guy, but Jesus Christ, man! We used to sit like during the construction. There were these pieces of carpet that were like thin, and we would take turns just welting each other's legs as hard as we could. <laughs> and uh, I learned a trick. I learned like. As you're going down to whip, you turn it sideways so it hits with, like, the narrow part of the carpet, and it just fucking pelts him. Motherfucker, man. God damn. I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Reck did some stupid shit, man. And we all got pinned for it at some point or another. Yeah. I think it's funny, Matt. Like, I... I he was a supervisor, but I don't even think he felt like he was a supervisor. Oh, hell no. Because he'd been working as a normal guard for like... Ever. Ten years or whatever it was, seven years. Ten. No, no. Making uh, 11 an hour at the time, seven, right? Seven. Seven, yeah. So making yes. like 11 an hour. Because I worked there before I joined the military. Yeah. And then I got out and I like I was kind of on hard times and I needed some money. So I called Ali back up and was like... Do you guys have a position open there? Yeah. And she was like, as a matter of fact, we do. And so I applied and I got the job. Matt, little did I know, Matt Kelling's still fucking working there, dude. Seven years later, none of the other people I worked with at the time still yep. worked there. Other than Allie, who didn't work for the she was like corporate yep. security company for the site. She was a Pacific Core employee. I liked her a lot, except she gossiped. She... Oh. She was a talker and a half. Dude, I love Allie, man. Yeah. She, like, she had my back. Like, oh, that's, yeah. She would. 100%. She stood up to Steve for me. Uh, like, she, she was cool. I don't cool. think she liked Steve. I don't much. think so either. But if you got her on the phone, she would just talk for an hour yeah. about her life. And it's like, okay, thanks, Allie. No, You're fucking I, awesome. Yeah. Like, I call, when I called her to see if she still had that job available, like, well, to see if there were any positions available. It's the same thing, dude. Yeah. I spent two hours on the phone with her, and I was just like... Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, no, she was cool, though. She, she didn't like me at first. She's very, like... She has that, like, cold shoulder approach, but then once you get to know her, she's actually, like, super nice. Absolutely. And she moved to the East Coast... No, to Wyoming. That's yep. right. Yeah, she moved somewhere over there. Yeah. Um, great lady, though. Allie... We love you. We do. But not Matt. Matt, I know you. That's about That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the extent of our relationship. Yeah. I'm, I'm not aware say... of your existence. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Just like I'm aware of the existence of my neighbors. Yeah, him and him and uh, John Davis, the dream team. And before him, what Skyler Skyler worked with Matt before then. I don't Did you know him? No. I, I think his actual name was Tyler, but he went by Skyler. What a douche. He was actually really cool. He moved up to Portland, but he pulled me aside one day and talked to me about Matt. He's like, I can't fucking take it anymore, dude. Matt's turning into a monster. <laughs> He's like, truly, I can't put in two cents without Matt. Say, like, if I had two tickets to the second coming, front row, 
he wouldn't go because it wasn't his idea. I was like, okay, that's a good, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Uh, I, I miss working with Liesel too. I don't know how I feel. I, I, you know why I miss working with Liesel? Why? Because I got her to start playing pranks on people. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I did like one little thing to mess with Mark. Yeah. Like, because she was working that night and Mark was working the next night, and I like did one little thing to mess with Mark, and uh, Liesel's like, "Oh, that's kind of funny. I think I'm gonna do something to Matt." And so, like, for the next week, she slowly changed Matt's workstation little by little and covered covered shit up. Like, she replaced the Vikings. I remember that. Thing. Yeah. That was all her. I was I there when no he say say in it at all. Like, he found out when I was working. He yeah. was like, "What in the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> replaced all of his BYU stuff slowly with the U of U stuff. Replaced all of his Viking stuff with Green Bay stuff. Fucking hilarious, dude. One thing I miss about that job was kind of the lifestyle of it, where you could work out. I I would work out like three hours a night in that gym, because you could. Yeah. And you you could stay in fucking immaculate shape. If you wanted to. If you want to, yeah. I didn't want to. Right. Clearly. I was I was balls deep in that bodybuilding ship. That was when I was my biggest, but that's what I would do all the fucking time. And uh that's one thing I meant. It was the freedom to do what you want. Yeah. Whether it's study, work out, whatever. As long as you did the job, you were good. All right. All right. So um one thing I'm a little concerned about coming up, uh with it, with us introducing um, cameras, we're going to put a couple more in here, right? Yes, we could probably just get away with this one for now, but because I'd have to manually switch. So, like, one is camera one, two, three, and I can switch, but I have to be conscious of it. So, if I'm drinking... Yeah, because if we put one on this wall facing this way... Yeah. For the people on these this people, side of yeah. the table, or over there, so we don't pick up the monitor... Yeah, we could probably even put that one camera up in the center, and it's a wide angle, so it could capture all of us. Okay. Um, we can figure something. But I think there's programs that, like, as you talk, it will switch to the camera that is talking. Okay, yeah, we'll have to look into that, because um, one of the things I'm a little concerned about with this uh, whole adding a camera to it and trying to really kick this thing off and be more professional about it is... Um, I'm not going to be able to take my little bathroom breaks and just pause the audio anymore. Yeah, we yeah. still we still can actually. I mean, we just but keep But like you said we're going to be streaming live at that point, right? Yeah, it's For still fine. Like if you watch Joe Rogan stuff, they get up and take a piss all the time and the other people just keep talking. Well, see that would require more than just us two. Well, I can still talk. I yeah, cuz um that's one thing we've both got better at, I feel like is just talking like yeah. Blatant sure. nonsense when yeah, uh, yeah, for when sure. someone leaves. For, for sure. Anyway, you were showing me this Harry Potter thing. What's up with that? So apparently there's this phenomenon going on. Phenomenon. So I, I walk in from the bathroom and Caden's uh, got a thing about penises pulled up on the, <laughs> on the um, computer. and uh, So someone replaced the words of wand, uh, wand with penis in Harry Potter and they're just great. Uh well, we'll soon find out, won't we? Snape said smoothie. Penis out, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Said Harry urgently. My penis, said Ron. Look at my penis. It has snapped. Almost in two. The tip was dangling limply, <laughs> held on only by a few splinters. 
<laughs> oh, God. That's Harry hurried along, stumbling now and then on the uneven floor, holding his penis out in front of him. <laughs> but uh, a reckless rage had come over Harry. He kicked his trunk open, pulled out his penis, and pointed it at Uncle Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> this one's my favorite. Harry took his penis. He felt a sudden warmth in his fingers. He raised the penis above his head, brought it swishing down through the dusty air, and a stem of red and gold spark shot out from the end like a firework, <laughs> throwing dancing spots of light on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a comment. It's annoying how much this is making me laugh at work. Uh, that's great. <laughs> that's freaking great. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, people have too much time. You know what? I'm all for it. Man. I'm all for it, too. I think it's funny. That's what Reddit's for, I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the other one you pulled up with the pictures on it? The oh, gifts? um. What was that one? Was it this one? No. <clears throat> Here it is. So, Harry's penis was vibrating as though an electric charge was surging through it. Your penis, Lucius. I require your penis. Voldemort drew out his own penis and compared the lengths. <laughs> <laughs> These are all quotes penises from... like they've got feelings, said Harry, like they can think for themselves. This is literally from the books. <laughs> oh, my God. Draco's sleek black penis, identical to his father's penis, as far as Harry could remember. Uh, that one's not... I don't even know why that one is. Okay, so this one says, Expecto Patronum, Harry yelled. Nothing happened. Harry gripped his penis tighter and shook it up and down until a thick, wispy white substance <laughs> protruded from the end of it. <laughs> Ron struggled for a moment before managing to extract his penis from his trousers. It's no wonder I can't get it out, Hermione. You packed my old jeans. They're tight. Oh, I'm sorry, hissed Hermione, and Harry heard her mutter, a suggestion as to where Ron could stick his penis instead. <laughs> Your father, on the other hand, favored a mahogany penis. Eleven inches. Now, Harry, said Lockhart, when Draco points his penis at you, do this. He raised his own penis, attempted a complicated sort of wiggling action, and dropped it. Snape smirked at Lockhart, quickly picked up, saying, whoops, my penis is a little overexcited. Like, it just works. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Snape lay panting on the ground. James and Sirius advanced on him, penises raised. <laughs> like, it's just great. There's You can just keep going through them. Yeah. Uh, it's the way you're moving your penis, said Hermione, watching Ron critically. You don't want to wave it. It's more of a sharp jab. Ugh. Penis weighing, Harry Potter repeated nervously. <laughs> we have to check that your penises are fully functional. No problem, you know, as they're your most important tool in the task ahead, said Bagman. <laughs> oh, my God. These are ridiculous. You know what's even more, like, upsetting to me? What? Though, as you go back and you look at those um, old pictures of Emma Watson there. Oh, how young she is. And you're like... You feel kind of guilty about being attracted to her now, you know? In the later movies, it was fine. Like, seven, I think it's fine. But like oh, yeah, here, yeah. Like, like, once she becomes an adult, for sure. One but through three. 
But like you're like you're like, oh wow, Emma Watson, she's a gorgeous woman. And you go back and you look look at these old photos from her um being in the early Harry Potter movies and you're just like I still like I, I'm having a hard time coming to grips with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because I remember I don't know what age I was when Harry Potter came out. What uh I was I, I was a little older. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but yeah, it's like you know th- that picture of like ten year old Harmione. Two thousand one. So I would have been six when the first one came out. I would have been fourteen. Okay. Thirteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Right, right after September eleventh, guys. Two months later. Yep. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, time flies. Fuck. But anyway, you know, now now we're looking at freaking 18 years later. Yeah, last Harry Potter came out in 2011. 10 years ago almost. And it doesn't even seem like it. No. Nope. Not at all. Um, so Emma Watson, to her credit, she's like really expanded her acting beyond um, Harry Potter. The Harry Potter universe. Yep. And being typecast like that. I don't know. There's a movie I've watched with her in it multiple times. It's called Colonia. Okay. Um, it's a it's about like a weird prison camp in South America. It's really interesting. Huh. Um, like she's seeing this guy. He gets taken by state police and put into this prison camp, and she joins these people because it's like a religious cult as well. Yeah. So she like joins. The religious cult part of it to like try to get her boyfriend out of the camp interesting it's very it's a very interesting and like very intriguing role she does very well in i don't know what daniel radcliffe's done i think he's done the woman in black that's the last thing i think i uh, remember he, him. he's done war horse he's done jungle horns a couple of others what about ron weasley i haven't seen him oh no he he's straight up do you know what he's doing no he he quit acting, bought an ice cream truck, and just drives around England handing out free ice cream. Is that really what he does? Yeah, that's Jesus Christ, God that's so cool. That's honest to God what he does. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> that's all he does, yeah. And the, then you have the the poor guy that played Geoffrey off of uh, Game of Thrones. That guy, like, great actor. He was so well that everyone hated him, and now he doesn't want to act anymore because everyone fucking hated him as a person. Speaking of Game of Thrones, have you seen what people are saying about Jason Momoa? His dad bod, quote-unquote. And they're like, he's fat as shit now. What the fuck? And he's not even. Well. Jason. (laughs) Did I say? Yeah, Jason Momoa. Not Mimosa. Okay. Mimosa is a type of drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gee, uh, dad bod. Anyway. Uh, this is what they're getting mad about. Could he Could he be, like, putting on a little extra weight for a role, though? I mean... He was, on vaca- he was on vacation. And honestly, like, going... That's really not that bad. Going from this to this is only a couple months diet. Like, he still has all the muscle. It's just a little fat over the muscle. You know what? With Jason Momoa's current quote-unquote dad bod... I would give my left testicle to have his current quote unquote dad bod. Yeah, that's a re- the, this is a perfect perfect yeah. analogy right here. Yeah, so the real dad bod, that's me. <laughs> that's the 
Yeah. The face looks like you a little bit. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man. That's me. I'm, I'm not even lying. Well, whose dude, baby is a, that? I've got an illegitimate kid somewhere. <laughs> you just don't know about it yet. Um, yeah. Jason Momoa looks fine. Yeah. He looks fine. Dude, honestly, he's one of the other... There's very few... This is like 10 pounds difference. It's really not that much of a difference. Just the abs have gone away. It's, it, he wants to eat. You want to go on vacation? Dude, you have some drinks? Jason Momoa, he's a Pacific Islander. Let him embrace part of his heritage, man. Yeah. Not only that, I want to see a close-up of that, actually. He's got a um, chemical tattooed on his chest. Did this you one? see that? No, no, no. Go back. Uh, what one was I at? This one? See? Right here? It looks like a chemical. Is that a chemical or is that it something else? It could be an astro- like astrology sign. It almost looked like some sort of weird chemical. If you go back to... Uh, no, the one next to it. Oh, right here? Yeah, see, that looks kind of like a chemical symbol to me. But, like, the other one's not as blurry, so... Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, Jason Momoa, dude, like, honestly... He's a guy... I'm, I'm not gay, but he's a guy that could get it, dude. Even you know, with his dad bod. You know who could still kick his ass, though? Who? Keanu Reeves, baby. Oh, no, dude, I'm not talking about, like... Like kicking ass and taking names i'm talking about like straight up studliness dude yeah like, yeah yeah he's like six four too i think he's yeah. he's a tall boy yeah um he's like the quintessential like when people were afraid of like going into the the jungles of the south pacific islands yeah like this is what they were afraid of these type of guys? Yeah. They were afraid of Jason Momoa's. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Jason Momoa. Like, when you, if you, I don't know if you've listened to interviews with him, but he seems like a very, uh, I don't want to say insecure, but very shy dude. He's actually, like, seems very shy. Kind of like Johnny Depp. He has that same, like. Really? Yeah. Just that, like, he'll joke around, but his jokes are really weird. He's definitely seems like a drama kid, like, was in drama. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you'd have to be to get to that level. Yeah. Like Joe Joe Manganiello, mm-hmm. he he went to a drama school, um, and got like accepted to, I think Juilliard or some shit like that. Okay. But uh, yeah. So here's my concern, currently. Okay. I have drank an entire an entire cup of Booker's. whiskey or bourbon. Yep. Booker's. It's probably like a double, maybe even a triple. Yeah, with probably a little, triple. With a little bit of water splashed in there. I'm not feeling it. Really? What does that say about me? Do I I've, have a problem? I don't think you have a problem. I think the problem really lies with that we do this podcast every week and our tolerance is like going up. <laughs> it is going up. We get an 18 pack and we split it and we're like... By now the, I'm by, buzzed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the end, we're like, okay, yeah, we need to take it easy. But for the most part... <laughs> Like this whole idea, like Alex drinks one Bud Light every three hours, and I'm like, dude, bump those numbers up, baby. Yeah, those are rookie numbers. Got to bump that shit up. Yeah, dude, like seriously, like a, probably like two and a half to a triple. Yeah. Easily and yep. nothing. Yep. That kind of concerns me a little bit. I'm not that, gonna lie. Does it, dude? Like two, three years ago, that would have fucking kicked my ass. But you drink a lot of water now, don't you? So that could be a reason as well. Uh, like water, 
I feel like if you drink a lot of water, alcohol is a lot less toxic. for. It's still bad for you, but a lot less if you're drinking more water than alcohol. I mean, like, I'm, I'm ready for another triple, dude. I'm ready for another three fingers of bourbon. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, probably not a good sign. Probably not, but it's better than uh, it's better than methamphetamines or you know heroin. You say that, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, I'm pretty sure I can be confident in that. I I'm I I don't know, dude. Liver cirrhosis ain't no fucking joke either. My but my I had a friend, 29 years old, died from drinking himself to death. Wow. Not from alcohol poisoning, liver failure from drinking. Wow. Well. Let's let's hope for synthetic livers by the time we get to Dude, 40. I might have a lobe of mine removed here soon just so it can start growing in a lab somewhere. So That's I smart can move. get like a, a replacement. Speaking of that, did you hear that the, the couple that went to a, uh, I don't know, like a, I don't know if it's like they had a, a baby, like where they put the, the freaking sperm in the surrogate okay. mother. Okay, yeah, yeah. They put the wrong fucking baby in there. It really? came out Asian. So really? this this lady was carrying around a baby that was not even. And there's a w- Asian woman carrying around a white baby somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They fucked up royally, and uh, they sued. Obviously. Well, I wonder like what happens like if uh, the Asian woman gives birth to a white kid. So the surrogate like, mother will they just swap kids. Well, the surrogate mother. Gave birth to an Asian baby, and the two couple that were going to take the baby were not Asian, and they sued him because the Asian baby went back to the real parents. So this lady carried around a baby. For no reason. Yep. Gave birth and then had to give the baby back to the real parents. That's That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. That really does suck. That's malpractice right there. Yeah. I don't know. It might be also the fact that we're only an hour and three minutes in and I've consumed a triple. Yeah. That's my wife texting me because I care more about her than I do about you guys. Okay. And you guys can just fucking suck it up. I'll care about you guys more when you start giving me more money. When the money comes in. I'll tell you what, right now, if this got to a point where it was like, making five grand a month i'd do this fucking show naked if it required me to yeah i'd turn into a cam girl no problem yeah an actual cam girl not like me doing stuff in front of the camera i would go get the sex change for you guys (laughs) (laughs) no i thought about that like to hire somebody to do all this shit would only cost about 400 a month I'm like, if if it ever makes that much, that's the first thing I would hire. Yeah. Is someone to do all the work for me. They like, could sit in that room over s- there. They sit over there. They do all the shit. Yeah. They, we don't even have to fucking look at them. Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, although they could probably drink with us. We could probably let them drink with us. Yeah. You put a mic back there and a camera back there. And when we talk to them, when we summon them, they can switch to the camera. And Yeah. And we would be like, it would be like they're part of us, but not quite. But, you know, like. They'd have their own fridge. Fuck it, dude. Exactly. <laughs> They'd have their own fridge full of whatever they wanted back there. Exactly. That's our next step, dude, is uh, getting a rug in here and getting getting a fridge. To, yes. Because um, if that beer stays in my fridge out in the dining room, dude, that's going to be gone by the time. The next, oh, yeah. 
episode rolls around. I'm right there with and, you. And the next episode's probably going to be in a couple of days because we have to record again because I'm taking off out of town. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, like, it's a very good possibility that I come home tomorrow and we start pounding them and fucking record another episode. Yeah, and I get home early too, three thirty, so it yeah, should work so out do I. pretty nice. Out, out of school, I um, depending on the school day, like I I get home around three. Yep. So, I'm I might be freaking two or three in by the time you get here. Hopefully so. I. That's really sad, dude. No, like, I don't think it's sad. Like I just drink stuff way too fast. I do too. You know, the whiskey, I don't want to call it whiskey. I need to give it its proper name, bourbon. You people in Kentucky, be proud of what you do. Um, the bourbon slowed me down a little bit because it's got a little more of a like a, a bite to it. Right. You, so you just sip it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we were on, if, if we were doing the beer thing, dude, I'd probably be four in right now. Yeah, because you drink one and you're like, I could use another because it tastes genuinely good it tastes good it's cold and it tastes better the more you drink it yeah and and you know this this bourbon it started off pretty cold because of the whiskey stones but the whiskey stones are all warmed up i mean the cans are always just empty when i check them that's why i go get another one always <laughs> like fuck this can's empty where'd it go <laughs> yeah exactly and you know um I, need- I i need to find a way to freeze these whiskey stones in liquid nitrogen Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to go piss, though. Okay. Do you want an eight? Yeah, okay. There we go. There we go. Figured it the fuck out. Yeah. So. Air between keyboard and chair. Yeah. So when you stand up, you've got to keep your mic lifted up from yep. now on. Yep. That's that's the key. I don't think you guys um understand... Uh, how much we actually uh pause and whatnot during this because i like like we've told you many times in the past and i've alluded to now uh we tend to drink and um this is a double a production we're not triple a or major leagues yet no no i'll I'll give us a a a double a though like we might be a slight triple a because i mean we got the studio we got freaking but we're not major leagues yet. Yeah, nothing's falling off the walls yet, so that's a good sign. Yeah, those command strips really helped out. Nothing's falling off. The echo's definitely less. Yeah. Once we get some carpet and stuff in here. But anyway, like, we, we pause quite a bit because alcohol's a diuretic. And for those of you that don't know what diuretic means, it makes... It means it makes you go pee. You got to go wee-wee. I, I'm not sure if it's a loop diuretic or like another type of di- diuretic. Definitely not a potassium-sparing diuretic, though. Um, so, there were, I mean, like there was about a 10-minute gap, maybe. Maybe. Um, of us like trying to figure this out, and hopefully we made it a flawless bring back. Yeah. I, I paused for quite a quite some time and there was some dead air there but dude to be honest with you guys he got up walked away from the computer pushed his microphone in hit something on the keyboard 
I kept talking for a full three minutes before I realized there was a fucking problem. Yeah, it wasn't moving, and I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. The windows was glitching out. My mic was on the space bar. So. Thanks, Caden. You're welcome. Um, I I don't feel like such an idiot now, because I thought you purposefully paused it, said that, and walked away. No. And I was just like, oh, so he's just going to fucking ride me dirty like that, Dude, huh? I'm half idiot, but I'll tell you what. Sometimes I wish I could go full idiot so I could just not worry about anything. I wish I could. Never tr- go full retard, dude. I, f- I feel like I could cut people. Like, I wish I could be that guy that just cuts people off and not care. Like, oh, it's not me, so fuck you. Never go full retard. Yeah. That's well, not something you want to do. Get a little chalkboard in here, full retard, and do tallies every time we make a stupid mistake. <laughs> we should, just right there in the corner. Yeah. Just right there, and we'll put a little, it'll have its own little camera on it, so like, we just... <laughs> Let's check the full retard cam. <laughs> now we're at 17. Is that like the, uh, what is it, the... um. What's it that they use in baseball? That fucking cam that shows the exit velocity and shit from the baseball. I oh, can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah. Same concept, except for it'll be the full retard cam. And when we have a person uh, to like run the sound and shit for us, then uh, that will be their job too. They'll have the little fucking board in there, and it'll yeah, just be like yeah. a close-up shot of the retard cam board, and they can just keep it. A lot of podcasts, what they'll do is hire people to listen to their podcast, like their producers or whatever. They listen to the whole thing, and their whole responsibility is to take clips out of it, the funniest parts, and then put that on a YouTube channel. Really? Yeah, so you don't, so if you don't have time for the full podcast, you can go watch the funniest of clips or whatever. Okay, okay. But that's down the road. Maybe, that, maybe that's what you guys want. I don't know. If you do, fuck you, because we're only funny whatever he wants every... 30 yeah. minutes, 45 minutes. Well, if you want it to get better, keep listening and tell your friends because that's really what's going to make it better. Yeah, and, you know, um, today was off to a little bit of a rocky start because we're in a new space. Yeah. We're grateful to be in a new space, but, like, we are in a new space, and it's like sleeping in a different house, you know? You, like, you're not comfortable with it. You don't have first. your pillow. You don't have... Yeah, you're not... You're just not comfortable with it at first, and so... If you're not willing to go through these growing pains with us, go fuck yourself. Yep. But if you are, but if you are, yeah, yeah, you can donate. If you are willing to go through these growing pains, welcome aboard. Prove it. Prove it. Go to anchor.fm and donate. Or just fucking message us. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you think. Tell us what, like, you know, hey, even if you email us and be like, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. You know what? We'll address it. We won't change, but we'll fucking at least acknowledge that we got an email from you. So my goal is to buy, so it'll give us about one month. By September 1st, we should have four functioning mics and we'll be able to take on guests. Like Hopefully on a regular. On the regular, yes. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for is because that's what's going to bring the viewership more than anything. You know what? If they're listening, they're fucking listening at this point. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, well, well it's most people just don't know about it. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what was that one you showed me? Your mom's house? They didn't have a, a visitor or a guest on that one. They just sit and bullshit and watch memes and stuff. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm very much for organic growth, but I'm aware that if we want this to turn into anything, like, really productive, that we need to push it a little bit. 
Um, we could, I mean, fuck, we, we could probably go to vape shops and get sponsored We're right in front of the camera, give them a shout out and they give us free juice. Yeah. Like there's so many little business opportunities. Cause all we are, if you think about what a podcast is, it's just a magnification. It's just like a, it's, it's a, it's a way of marketing. So really, that's how you think of it. It's a way of For taking me, an it's idea a way to bitch. I view it as it's a platform to, to push any message that you want. That's my mm. thought about it. So, like, if you want to, what's uh, my me- what? What is if like my message is just bitching about what? I'm sometimes the about. message can just be have a fun time and just do what you want. I mean, that's what a lot of people want, anyways. But so, um, we're not recording this, but we have a nice wooden table now. Costs us all of thirty five dollars at the thrift store. Yep. So as a sticker. To yeah. prove it, if, yeah. in case you don't believe it. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, when we start recording, I'll even pull that camera off and show you the fucking sticker. I don't give a shit. Yep. Um, oh, thing, maybe we'll make th- it bigger. This thing has seen better days, especially after it came into our hands. Yep. We have a knife in the middle of it. Yeah. Stabbed in several <laughs> times. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How many times? One, One two, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight times. There we total. go. Um, it's a trench knife. It's a knife with brass knuckles as the handle. So, um, we're using it to guide cables. Yep. Uh, do with that what you will. I don't care. Yeah. Um, the triple is hitting me now. You're welcome. Me too, actually. I felt, I started sipping the beer. I'm like, woo! Yeah, yeah. Like, as soon as you start getting that colder liquid in, you're like, okay. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Um... I don't know, dude. Like, the Whiskey Stones, they're good, like, up front, but they don't they don't tend to hold it as long, you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm thinking about getting some uh, shaped ice, like, yeah. like, where you can make the uh, the balls. You could do the Disney way. Disney has the, they're plastic, and you put them in the freezer. They actually stay cold for a long time, too. But then I'd have to support an anti-Semite. I'm not sure if I'm willing to support an anti-Semite, seeing that one of my good friends is a Jewish person. Walt, Walter Disney was an anti-Semite? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Without question. Was he not Jewish? No. Oh. No. He, um... I'm guessing if he had been in Germany, he would have been a card-carrying member during the 1930s and 20s. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, All I know is they're... Oh, dude, I don't like how they own Star Wars anymore. Can I just say that? You, the only um, real good Star Wars movie, like, I mean, all of them have been... Rogue One. Decent. But the only real good one that I've seen since the original trilogy has been Rogue One. Rogue One is fucking amazing. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Rent that shit right now. Watch it. Fuck, don't even rent it. Go buy the motherfucker because you will not regret it. Yep. You will not go on, regret it. Go that. on like iTunes or freaking Google Rent and type in... No. Cheap shot discussions. It won't do shit, but you can rent the movie anyways. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it it won't give us any publicity. Nope. Won't I'm give just you a Star anything. Wars fan in yeah. general. Yep. Um, I'm not really gonna disclose 
personal information, but I do have a movie quality Star Wars costume in this house that I wear every year for Halloween. That's badass. And hopefully you're to a degree. Hopefully you're gone, but hopefully you're still living with us um, come Halloween because then you'll get to see it in full effect. Yeah, I'm gonna be Bob Ross, I think. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Because last year I answered the door. I was dressed in my full garb. Um, a little kid was dressed as Darth Vader. I was dressed as a scout trooper from uh, Return of the Jedi. The guys on the speeder bikes, and this little like maybe seven year old kid dressed as Darth Vader. I knelt down on one knee and just held the candy bucket above my head. Like <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. And gave it to him. That makes and, me happy. And uh, he took like he took the candy and like I shut the door and I could hear him outside like freaking out over it. And the parents actually like rang on the fucking doorbell and asked to take a picture with me. That's because, awesome. That's yeah. way cool. Yeah. So like. I dress up for Halloween as an adult to, like, entertain the kids of the neighborhood when I answer the door. You know, like, it's just... It's it, fun. Yeah, it, it is, you know. And I'm an adult. I can wear that fucking Scout Trooper costume tomorrow if I wanted to. And you live in a neighborhood. That's the nice thing about Halloween. An apartment complex, someone knocks on your door on Halloween, it's probably the cops. Yeah, or someone trying to rob you. Yeah, exactly. So but, it's like, like, here, yep. it's kids, dude. Like, they're, like, out there. They're trying to get their candy. Um, but yeah, dude, like, uh, and I didn't plan that like preemptively. I wasn't like, Oh, just on the spot. Dar yeah, yeah. If there, I wasn't like, Oh, if there's a Darth Vader that shows up at my door tonight, this is what I'm going to do. You were in character. Yeah, exactly. There I was in character. Yeah. And I, so like I, I answered the door and there was like princess, princess Vader. Yeah. And I was like, and I went from left to right. And as soon as I noticed the Vader kid, I just knelt down and held the candy bucket up above my head on one knee as an offering to him. And like, you could hear the parents laughing in the background, dude. It was fucking, it was great. I'm sure I made that kid's day. And that's like, that's what it's all about. Really? You yeah. Know? I haven't dressed up for Halloween forever. I would literally do Bob Ross, maybe the Hitman, shave my head and do a fake tattoo on the back of my head or, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. One of the three. I'll do Caitlyn one of the three. Jenner. Yeah. Really? Yeah, dude. You got to show that you're, you know, you appreciate that. Or are you going to shave that off? You got to. Yeah, you got to shave. Um, are you going to shave downstairs too? Yeah, sure. If that's what Caitlin does. Um, do you already shave downstairs? Um, so not bare, like I'm not going to like sit there with a freaking bick, but like trim it up, make it nice. Like get it nice and uh got some elephant stubbly. Some stubbly. That's all you got to have. You don't want to look like a freaking 12-year-old. That's all I'm going to say about it. Really? I think it makes it look bigger if you go big. Yeah? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. But it's too much fucking work is what it is. It's too much work. So if I don't, if I don't have to put in the work... Oh, the emperor's got his groove back, man. Yeah. The emperor's <laughs> new groove is back. I'm just saying if you grow it too much, it gets annoying, and then that's when you cut it. I don't cut it for anyone else but me. Same with the asshole. You got to wax that thing, dude. If I could wax, wax? it. Yeah, if I could get it waxed. Have you ever had that done? So there's a guy, Daryl in Park City, back crack and sack waxing. Okay. Manscape your manhood. Have you ever done it? No. So 
the ash cheeks is interesting because you get some breathability. You can walk and you don't sh- – you're like, holy shit, this is what I've been missing out on all this time. Like I've shaved – I shaved my legs one time, never fucking again. That's the dumbest shit you could ever do. So I've never shaved my legs, but when I was uh, younger, I can't remember the age. I was a teenager though. I was on a bus, chartered bus on the way up to Montana to a church camp, and this – I fell asleep. I had shorts on, and – uh I'm I'm sitting there sleeping, minding my own business, and I feel this vigorous rubbing against my shin. Yeah. Vigorous, hard rubbing. I wake up, and there's these two girls that were sitting across the aisle from me. One of them's name is Amanda Hifner. The other one's name is Sarah. I forget her last name. I think it was Frischnicht. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. Anyway... They had firmly pressed a piece of duct tape. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Amanda started giggling and just ripped it up opposite of the grain. Christ. I started bleeding. Jesus. Gentlemen, I started bleeding. Is that pain so freaking intense that you're gagging? Yeah, I I couldn't. I, I didn't really say anything. Um. I let the initial wave of pain pass, wiped my leg off, and looked at her and said, you don't know when, and you don't know when. Uh, You don't know when, and you don't know where, but your reckoning is coming. Yeah, you definitely know why, and it's happening. And two years later, in the middle of the woods, I picked that girl up and threw her into a seven-foot snowdrift. Nice. <laughs> That's long enough to pass where she forgot about it. She's going out on a hike, and then... We were all... Again, it was at a church camp. We were up in the middle of like the mountains. Winter time. I woke up. I was one of the staff at the time. She was one of the staff at the time. Like We had grown up to the point where we were staff at these things instead of like participants. Yeah. And I woke up to take one of my kids to the bathroom because this is like moose and bear territory. Bears are usually hibernating that time of year. Maybe might be waking up from hibernation, but mostly like the moose is what we're concerned about. So we don't want anyone wandering around at night on their own. Yeah. And so I'm taking one of my kids to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and uh, I hear her, and I'm like, and I tell my, I tell my little camper person to like fucking duck aside and hide. Yeah. And so he does it, and he's like, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" I was like, "Shh, shh, quiet." Amanda comes strolling on by. I jump out of the bushes, dude. Grab her lift her up as high as I can and just like throw her into this fucking pile of snow. Christ. Like soft, powdery snow. She sunk fucking like neck deep into that motherfucker. (laughs) And, um, yeah, dude, that like, and and she's like, why did you do this? I was like, you know why. And then, then it clicked. Then it clicked. (laughs) Oh she my just god! Started fucking laughing, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> oh god! Did I did I ever tell you about the time with the ex FBI agent who was the scout leader? Uh-uh. Did I ever tell you about that? No. So we're at the scouting thing at my 
So I was I used to be Mormon and we were at the bishop's house and uh we're sitting I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he's sitting at the campfire, Todd, who was like he went through the FBI shit, all the training, all the shit. Anyways, so we're messing with him. We have marshmallow guns, PVC just shooting yeah. him, pelting him in the neck, and he's like, If you do that one more time, I'm coming after you. So we did it one more time and he just fucking gets up. It's nighttime too, and he just starts booking it. So me and my friend Connor run out into the sagebrush and we're hiding and he's just gone he just fucking disappeared and he jumped out of nowhere he just appeared out of nowhere he picked connor up over his fucking head and threw him into a thorn bush and i was running away and all i hear is just this blood curdling scream just because you know that's what good church leaders do. exactly I just hear him bawling. I hear, I, I, Guy's like, a true saint. I ran a quarter mile away. I still hear Connor bawling. Like, oh my fucking God. And uh, I, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I got to make it back to that. If I get next to other adults, they'll protect me. <laughs> so I'm like sneaking in the front. And I look, I turn around and I'll never forget it. If you guys have seen Get Out where the grandpa is running towards the camera at full speed, that's exactly what Todd was doing. He came fucking and i slipped and i hit my jaw and i don't really remember what happened and he came he's like oh my god are you okay but jesus christ that guy was a predator dude he was like just showed up throwing kids in bushes he was probably another type of predator too considering no i don't think so i don't think so he was he was genuinely a good guy that just had anger issues um so he was just an angry guy yeah, no, he went through FBI, the whole FBI training, went through the lie detector, made it, got a job offer, and he turned it down because he'd have to live his wife and kids. And he couldn't be okay. tran- he couldn't be transparent with them and what he was doing. Okay. So he turned it down. That make that makes sense. I was like, why would you go through all that and then turn it down? But like Wife and kids, yep. If uh some other job opportunity came up right now and they were like you'd have to leave Liz or never tell her what's going on. I'd be like, eh, go fuck yourself. See, yeah, yeah. So FBI would be cool, but especially for me, since I'm single, it's like that. That would be a, actually a badass career. But at the same time, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of travel, and it's a lot of. So do you know what's cool about the triple what? that we drink? One triple is worth about one beer. Really? Yeah. In alcohol, like in, in volume of liquid? Uh, no, in uh calories. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Calm down, buddy. Um. Okay. Now we're starting to get that little bit of buzz, and technically, we've only had one drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, as it's far crazy. as calories are concerned, we've had like triple the amount of alcohol it's weird how they don't have to put calories on beer though huh dude i think if they did it'd be a big hit to them really i do Hmm. i really do i didn't know beer had like 250 calories or whatever per can it's like it's probably a little higher than that to be honest with you yeah it's like 250 to 400 wow yeah, because um, one one can is like eating a sandwich. I think that's why I got used to piss beer, just like Miller Lite, is because I needed to save the calories. A hundred calories per can. And I didn't I, realize and this. I'm had... just I'm just a fat fuck. So well, I'm not like Cody though. Right. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I I took a good strong look at myself in the mirror today, and I was like, Dallas, you're a fat fuck. You're not even that fat though. That's the thing. And the, the, besides, like I've seen you lose twenty pounds in like two three weeks. So it's not like it's out of control where you can't come back from it. It's not like you're going to be on a TLC show called My Fucking Addiction. Yeah, my 600-pound life. My Cheeto addiction or whatever it is. Just have to go uh, see that uh, Dr. Uh, Nazarian or whatever his fucking name is. You you could have easily lost 30 pounds this month. Yeah. Well, and it's why. nice. When you get a little, like, when you get a little bit more, like fluffy and you get some fat it's i feel like it's so much nicer because when i was really into working out because i i used to be like really insecure i guess so when i got really in shape really really in shape and i got big i felt like a lot of people looked at me all the time i got the stares and i didn't like that so then when you get normal or when you start gaining some weight and you look normal again and everyone just treats you like a normal person it's like this is fucking nice, dude. I don't have to. I don't have to hear people tell me what their diet is anymore. They just people would just randomly impose that on me, like, "Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm eating this." I'm like, "Cool, man. Great." So, the only issue I have, and um, you know, there's some truth to it, but my my wife at one point told me that uh, she's not as attracted to me as she used to be. And then she took it back. But there's there's fucking truth there. And um that fucking hurt, guys. Like that that hurt quite a bit. So um that's I don't know. Just finding shit that you enjoy doing that's taxing. That's why I like hiking so much. if it was sunny all year round, like if it was a solid seventy five degrees year round here. I'd be hiking almost every day. You should get in. Um, so one, I, I've been thinking about this because I, I do like, I like climbing. I fucking love climbing. Yes, you do. Um, it, it's a passion. Yeah. It burns deep in my soul. I can't follow it right now because of school. Um, I'm not really willing to sacrifice my education for it, but it is something that is there. Yeah. And, um, I, I started thinking a little bit about this and that. Uh, I kind of want to take up cross-country skiing. Would you be willing to do that with me yeah. in the winter? Have you ever been downhill skiing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to do, do that okay too. I do okay with it until I eat lunch and then I fucking suck. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. I, honestly, I skateboarded a long time and I skied, but I never snowboarded. And that's something where I was like, I'll give it a try. Like, I'm open to try it. But cross-country skiing? That's a workout and a half. I did it one time. I've done it one time. I'm kind of thinking about getting into that, though, because then you can... It's not quite like snowshoeing, but you could could still hike in winter, and then you get to, like, ride the slope back down. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I thought about doing uh, powerlifting for a while. Because you go to it like there's a difference for those of you who don't know like weight just bodybuilding and powerlifting. Powerlifting is just three lifts. You get your squat, deadlift, and bench. But you put yourself in this environment where there's a, just a bunch of other dudes that try to push you. Like it's constant. Like if you go to one of those gyms, they're like 
they're like fucking come on like they hold you accountable nice and uh i have a friend that does that yeah Ryan marvel yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you were telling me about him i showed you a couple videos of his he's like bench pressing like fucking 400 pounds it's nuts fucking crazy yeah like that's olympic level shit right there right yeah it's uh that's that's definitely uh high level lifting yeah because the only other people you see benching that much have been have been benching for 20 30 years well and i'm uh, i bet he's probably on 15 years at this point because he was like into it before i met him no no and uh so he was into it before I met him, and then, um, I mean, obviously he's stuck with it, but yeah. I met him probably, like, let's say, like, 13 years ago. Okay. And he'd already been into it, like, four years, five years. Wow. At that point. So he's probably, like, 20 years in. He's probably very dedicated then, because when you start lifting... Oh, there goes some foam. Uh, when you start lifting, the first year you gain the most muscle, and then after that, it's a struggle. Like yeah, you have to you, fucking push yourself. You you plateau quite a bit. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. They they call it the noob gains. You gain. You can literally gain about twenty pounds of muscle in the first year, and then after that, it's maybe a half pound a year. Jesus. And uh, yeah. That's slow. That's a that's it's really a, slow. Gains. Yeah. So a lot of people lift for a year and be like fuck yeah i'm done which totally cool like if that's your thing that's your thing but i guess um if that's all you're going for see and i'm done with that like the two hours in the gym six days a week not for me anymore dude that's what i was like when i was like 20 21 dude i know i i did uh two to three hours um every monday was a three hour day and then um every other day was a a two hour day and it was six days a week. My rest, my quote unquote rest day on Sunday was fucking hiking or snowshoeing. Yeah. Well, this is how I view it now. Like they say, everything's good and balanced. Like you should balance things. And I used to think, Oh, that means I need to do two hours of working out. Then two hours of doing something I want and two hours of this. But now I think of it like I'll do, a year of doing something and then I'll take a break from that and then do something else and then come back to that. So it's like longer breaks. I don't. Right. Right. And I think that's way more healthy for you because you get to discover other things you like to do. Well, and for me, like climbing, that's just part of my life now. Yeah. Period. I don't care how big I get or how out of shape I get. Um, according to like true climber standards or like, athletic standards that is something like if anyone invites me it might take me three hours to get up that fucking trail to the base of the crag yeah but i will fucking go climbing with you dude yeah no hesitation yeah i will fucking push and push and push i will do whatever it takes to go climbing yeah i think it's a sport i'm willing to die for See, and that's the thing, like, I like climbing, but I'm not at that point, I think, because for me, I, I view the thing of like, I mean, two years ago, I would have been like, fucking let's go climb whatever the fuck. If we die, we die. If we die, we die. Yeah. And that's where I am even to this day. Yeah. Now I'm finding things that I like. Like, I guess I 
take interest in. So I'm like, I don't want to die yet. So, okay. All right. I've got plenty of other shit that interests me. Yeah. Plenty. But when it comes to climbing, it's an inherent risk. Yeah. And you've been doing it since you're a kid. The climbing gym I used to go to went in San Diego, Solid Rock. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Not sponsored by them. Um, yeah. At their location in San Diego, in like one of the most ghetto parts of San Diego, there used to be a sticker on the bol- top of the bouldering wall that said, unless you can die from a severe internal injuries, it doesn't count as a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> um I fucking took that to heart, man. Yeah. Like, uh, I I could be 400 feet off the ground and my rope could snap and I could die. Um, and while I'm falling, I'd be like, this fucking sucks. But at yeah. least, at least I went out doing something I loved. Right. And for me, it's it's not a hobby anymore. It's like, I, I truly love it. And when I have kids, I want to pass it down to them. Right. Um, that and shooting, I really love shooting as yeah, well. Yeah, me too. Like, that is something I am also very passionate about, want to get very, very good at. And I can't wait until I'm done with school so I have more money to go shooting and more time to go climbing. Because once I'm working those three days a week, baby, game on, man. Yeah. Game fucking on. Isn't that crazy? Like, people retire, and they can't find shit to do. They, like, work their whole lives, and then they get done. They're like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm at the point where if I were to retire, let's let's say the podcast blow up overnight, and you could retire the next day, hypothetically, I would have shit that I would like to do. Yeah, so, like... To keep me busy. If that were to happen, like, if we were to wake up tomorrow... Be multimillionaires, both of us. Yeah. Like $2 million a piece, let's say. Okay. I would invest half of that mm-hmm. immediately. Right. I would contact my financial planner, Tyler Johnson, and be like, here's a million dollars. Make it grow. Yeah. Do what you think you can with this. Right. And then I would hit the gym, get my ass back into shape. And go climbing every fucking day. I know the most popular crags around the Salt Lake City area. I would just go sit at the bottom of them and wait for a belayer. You'd put school on hold then? At I that would point? I stop. Would you? Well, there you go. Now now we like, know what we got to do. Like, I, I, I like science. And, like, the school path I'm, I'm pursuing yeah. is something that I'm, I'd be happy to do to make money to survive and live for the rest of my life. Yeah. But if I had an option, I wouldn't fucking do it. And there's no reason, like, if you had the money, you could open your own research firm and hire doctors and still be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or I could just donate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and uh, I could study in my own time. And whatnot, but like to, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest with myself, I'm getting into this because it's something that fascinates me. Yeah. And it's something that can pay me um, to live over time. 
but if I didn't have to worry about it, and I think a lot of people are like this, if I didn't have to worry about finding something that could pay me to live long term, yeah, I would, I would honestly, I would turn into a climbing bum, dude. Yeah. And I said this when I was in the military too. I was like, if I could find a way to get paid for climbing, I would fucking do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's all I would fucking do every day, day after day. I fucking love it that much. Um, unfortunately, I'm not at that caliber and I don't have enough money nor sponsorships. It is pretty crazy though, just with the podcast that, because statistically, let's say, let's say you meet a thousand people your entire fucking life. You meet a thousand people and that's just a baseline thing for everybody. Let's say you meet a thousand people in your life. That means just by you talking to a thousand people, you have the ability to affect 1 million people just by talking to that thousand people. Cause then they'll reach out to thousands of people. So by meeting one person, you have the potential of reaching a million people by reaching two people. You have the potential of reaching a billion fucking people, which is kind of crazy with podcasts. And the whole reason why it's hard to get recognized is it's saturated. But if you can stand out, you really have the ability to reach. Well, and how long is it going to be saturated for, though? Yeah, so, who knows? You know, like, it, who's, I don't know what the next thing will be. You know, like, um, th- this is the thing right now. And even when it's not the thing, this is something that I've kind of, um, for better or worse, I've fallen in love with doing. And I'm hoping to continue doing this with you because yeah. God knows I won't do it on my own. I'm not even going to lie about that for one second. Like, if this, if Caden were to die tomorrow, Cheap Shot Discussions is fucking dead. Yeah. Like, it's gone with him. Like, yeah. Because I, you know, I like doing it, but I don't have the drive that he does about it. Now, if this were a different thing and I were like, getting him into climbing and we were teaching other people how to do it and like mentoring other people and getting the word out there more. That's a double edged sword for me. And I'll get into that for a minute, but in a, in a minute, but, um, if he were to drop dead tomorrow, I would still continue to have my passion for climbing. Right. And, my love for it and wanting to spread it through the community. Now, the thing I want to get into you with is I'm very selfish about climbing as well. (laughs) So, um, like I'm very passionate about it. I love it. And I want you, I want to introduce everyone I fucking know to it. Like I want everyone I know to know about it and to appreciate it as much as I do, but I don't want those people on the same fucking crags as me. (laughs) Um, it's a really hard thing to describe, but it's like, you know, you, you fall in love with this thing. Like, you know, say you're a baseball player and you're like, this is the field. I love this field, this one field. It's my community field. It's not even like, um, Wrigley field or Fenway or Yankee stadium or anything like that. It's like, this is my community field. And for some reason, I just fucking love this field. Yeah. And now Every time you go to go on that field, there's a bunch of fucking people playing on it. That's how I feel about crags in my local area. It's like there's certain crags I fucking love. 
but climbing for some reason because everyone i i'm blaming social media for this in particular because everyone takes these stupid fucking pictures of themselves doing something awesome here so, at joshua tree yeah yeah so like i'm sorry uh i'm kind of going on a rant here and i'm probably sounding boring to you guys but i don't give a shit uh, I'll go out to like challenge buttress or um, outside corner of Jacob's wall or uh, fucking Stewart's Ridge or Bumblebee wall or the thumb or Crescent crack. You can look all these up on mountain project, the real places, uh, but I'll go out there and there's a fucking line to run up them. And it's fucking ridiculous. That's yeah. how like, for some reason, that's how popular climbing's become, and I'm going to blame it on social media. Yeah. And Alex Honnold. Alex, you have an excellent talent. You're a beautiful human being. But goddamn, you're a fucking movie free solo, dude. Isn't that Jimmy's problem? Isn't that isn't it Jimmy's fault? Jimmy Chin? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily blame Jimmy Chin. Because he's like the amplifier, right? He took what Alex did and just blew it up yes and no um i mean this was something like the magnification of this really started in like the mid 80s before i was even alive but for some reason over the last 10 years and i'm gonna attribute it to social media specifically yeah is like what caused it to just fucking explode yeah because i got on the scene of climbing, I th- I feel like milliseconds before it became so mainstream that everywhere I see, everyone's like, I'm a climber. Yeah, and that irritates the fuck out of me. Yeah. It really does. Because people's idea of climbing is just going to the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, I was in a communications class a couple of years ago. And this one guy in the class, they were like, we were doing that whole stupid thing of like, you know, none of us are ever going to talk after this class, but let's go around and introduce ourselves and, like, something interesting about ourselves and what we like to do. And this one guy's like, my name, I don't even fucking remember his name. That's how insignificant he is to me. Yeah. But uh, he's like, my name's so-and-so, and I go rock climbing. And I was like, cool, there's another climber. Yeah. You know, that's a guy I can hook up with and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to try to make friends with him so I can hit up some local crags and I'll I'll have a belay partner that has roughly the same schedule as me because I know I share at least one class with him. And so I do my bit in the class like, hey, my name's Dallas. I'm into art, climbing, blah, blah, blah. And I stop this guy after class and i'm like hey man like i'm way into climbing too would you like to get together and go climbing sometime he's like yeah where do you go and i was like dude what what crag do you want to hit up yeah and he's like what do you mean any climber worth their weight in gold should know what a crag is and i was like you know like what what spot do you want to hit up he's like well i normally go to momentum yeah Yep, yep, yep. And that's a climbing gym. I've got nothing wrong with climbing gyms. They're a great resource to get yourself into shape or to train in the off season. But 
this dude, when he said he does rock climbing, mm-hmm. he literally meant the rock climbing gym. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about, man. Right. I'm I'm talking about getting actually scraped up by some granite. Getting yeah. out there and cut up by quartzite. You know? Getting my rubber ripped off by limestone. Dude, like, He's like, like I'm like, not about that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and this was a really in shape, young 20-something guy. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Let's go hit some actual routes, man. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it fucking broke my heart, dude. It, yeah. It really did. And then I met my buddy, Richie. You got to meet him a couple weeks ago. Excellent, dude. This dude knows nothing about me. He he approaches me, and he says, so you're a climber? And I was like, yeah. He's like, where do you want to go? And I was like, you know, I haven't been to too many places in the area, but I hear Ferguson Canyon's good. And he's like, cool, let's go to Ferguson Canyon. So he was testing my knowledge, just like the other guy was, I, I was testing the other guy. Yeah. And um, we go out there. None of us, neither one of us, know anything about the routes there right and so i'm just like fuck it dude let's send it and ever since then richie and i have had a beautiful relationship that has blossomed out of a fuck it out of attitude yeah yeah (laughs) so he's he's like dallas i love you you're fucking crazy like you looked at the side of the cliff and we're like i don't know what grade that is i don't know the rating fuck it i'm gonna climb yeah. And I I was in better shape then. I hadn't been in school as long. But, yeah, like... I don't like the number. I don't like the rating system because I feel like that does limit you. Like, you'll think... You'll hear a number and you'll say, oh, this is too high for my skill. You, you, you know what the best way to go about that is? What? Just show up. Yeah. Assess the slab. Assess the crack. Whatever have you. And fucking go for it. If you mm-hmm. think you can do it, go for it. Yeah. And then if you can't, and you come down after your attempt, if you can't red point it, then fuck it, dude. You didn't red point it. But after your attempt, look at what it was. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I'm, I'm not the best climber in the world. I'm not. Hands down. Like, I could not hold a torch to some of these people. Like Chris Sharma and fucking Tommy Caldwell and all those guys. Like, but I've done a 12A. Yeah. I didn't know I was doing a 12A at the time, but I did a 12A. Right. And I've also failed on five nines. Did I know I was failing on five nines? No. Did I know I was getting psyched out on five eights before? No. A lot of it's mental. Yeah. I feel like the number, if you know it beforehand, that limits you. I, I mean, I've, I, I'm a solid 10B, 10C climber. Yeah. Not, maybe not on lead. I'm a solid like 9 to 10A climber on lead, sport lead. A solid like 9 climber on trad. But like I've... I've bitched out on top rope 10, 10 B leads before. And that's something I can normally do. Yeah. And it's just cause like, 
for one reason or another, I haven't been able to pull it off. I I mean, like, it, it's going to sound fucking pathetic, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I haven't been able to c- complete some five eights on top rope. And that's because I, I personally am lacking something in the crux move. Okay. There. You know, like slabby, balancey stuff. I'm fucking great at if it comes to getting over a roof that's my weak point okay you know and you could have a 5.8 but if it's got a decent roof on it i may not be able to get over it even though it's rated a 5.8 okay but if you got something that's straight up and down and really like balancey yeah i I don't know it could be a 5.11 5.12 and i could get over it Okay. Yeah, it's just knowing your limitations. It's really understanding where your strengths and weaknesses are and being willing willing to build on them. Yeah, willing to learn is the biggest thing, definitely. So uh, we're at what, 22.13? Yeah. In the the evening, it's getting kind of hot in here. Yep, we're approaching the two-hour mark, so... Um, I think we should probably wrap it up for tonight. Okay. Uh, we'll record another one later this week. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, once once we get used to this space, you guys can expect um, some of the same and hopefully better out of us. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, this was brought to you by Anchor.fm. Yep. Uh, the ad was probably pay- played at the beginning of our podcast here. If not, it's going to be played at the end. Please contact us through that or our email account, um, chiefshotdiscussions at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, want to vent, whatever. Like if you want us to talk about something, just fucking throw it out there and we'll talk about it. Um, unless you tell us not to specifically in your email as of to date, we have no emails from people, and I've been hogging a lot of the airtime today because this is my house, and I probably feel more comfortable in it than Caden does. Um, yeah, so nut up or shut up, as Tallahassee from Zombieland would, just, would say, fucking email us or message us on Anchor. Ooh. Please. Yeah, do it. We need some more content. Yeah. If you want to be a guest, send me an email. If I don't like you, fuck yourself. Um, but for yeah, the most like, part. Like, honestly, at this point, we're pretty desperate. Like, if Steve Silva said, hey, I'd like to come on your podcast, it'd be like, lick my left testicle, Steven. But if Matt Kelling said, I want to come on your podcast, we'd be like, okay. Okay, Matt, come on in. Cause, like, we, we just need... make him uncomfortable. Yeah, we, we but in all honesty, we need people and we need questions like, we want this to be more of an interactive experience. So get I'll off go your get ass. homeless people. I'll go get transients on this fucking podcast. Yeah. So so get off your asses and please just fucking email us or message us through Anchor, through the app, whatever. Just fucking get a hold of us. Just do please. it. Yeah. Just go for it. Cecily, if you've made it this far, please email us. Email us. Email us a, a funny gif. Or maybe a meme. Yeah, j- just whatever, dude. Like, fucking whatever it is. We don't care. We're lonely. And we need the company. Help us. 
help us. With that being said, this has been Cheap Shot Discussions signing off. Adios, motherfuckers. <laughs>